We encounter toxins every day living in today's world. From air and water pollution to pesticides and the like, one quickly realizes that in order to stay in tip-top health, we must make detoxing a daily practice. The trouble is that it can be hard to find an efficient, gentle, and affordable product that can do just that, unless you know about Sheila Jeet. Sheila Jeet is a natural resin that melts easily into hot substances, turning any cup of coffee, tea, or even hot water into a naturally healing and detoxing drink. If you're interested in helping your body cleanse, heal, and renew on a cellular level, head to naturalsheelajeet.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S-H-I-L-A-J-I-T dot com. And use my code MACG, that's M-A-C-G, to save 10% on your order today. Move beyond surviving and start thriving. With natural Shilajit. Welcome to my human design experiment. Hello, Sarah. Welcome to Mystical Mac. Welcome, listener. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. I wanted to ask first. I mean, first of all, guys, let's take a deep breath in because I feel like I need to rein it in. So Sarah and I, we're going to take a deep breath. Please take a deep breath with us on an inhale and let it go. We're going to do it a couple more times. Maybe this time put your hand on your heart. You could put your hand on your tummy, whichever feels good. You're going to breathe all this love in and you're going to let out anything that doesn't serve you. This last one may get the biggest that you've got. Inhale. Exhale. <sighs> okay. I love to be mystical, but we also love to be grounded. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That felt very nice. <laughs> good, good. So this is Sarah. She is a medium. I'm so excited to have her on the show. She's the first person I've ever interviewed. And I feel that it's really fitting with the series that we just are talking about, which is who are you? And part of who we are is what we were before and what we're going to be after this life. And Sarah is an amazing person to talk about that with. So Sarah, how did you hear about the show? What made you interested? Give us a little background before we start. Yeah, you know, I saw your show and um, I actually just saw your talk on soul contracts and I saw that you were into tarot and energy healing. And I just love, like, I love, I, I love all perspectives of spiritual work and, you know, listening to, you know, people, um, and their journey, like going through and learning to embrace their gifts and kind of as they explore. And like, I really honestly love that we can just talk about this stuff now, like out in the open. <laughs> like, <it> just, <laughs> I always feel like, oh my gosh, like I kept my gift secret for so long that I just, I love seeing people like you and all the podcasts and the shows that we have now, like talking about just everything you know with, with just such an open mind so I was really excited and I feel so honored to be your first guest <laughs> um and yeah like I I 
to what you were saying about what you're talking about, you know, with life and death and, and why are we here and who are we? Like, I feel like most of my clients come in with that question. So, you know, for those of you that don't know me, I'm a medium, um, which means I bring through people's loved ones from the afterlife. And I also bring through different guides and angels and do spiritual guidance and mentorship and all of that. But my main, you know, thing is mediumship, you know, and I have clients all around the world from all different religions and backgrounds. And so it's, it's super fascinating. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. You actually answered my first question. I was going to have you explain what a medium is because (laughs) um, you're right to be able to talk about this stuff in the open is so freeing, especially for those of us that just have always known that there's so much more than what we all think when we're first indoctrinated into the society, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's lovely to be able to have this conversation with you too. Um, and I love that you mentioned that you have clients from all across different religions and backgrounds. I think that's really important because death does not, <laughs> I mean, I'm about to quote Hamilton here. Death doesn't discriminate. <laughs> It doesn't care if you're Christian, if you're a Muslim, if you're, you know, like me, if you just don't have any religious tether, it really doesn't Mm -hmm. care. Um, And I guess you could look at that as callous or you could look at it as very fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We all all go through it. We all lose people. Like, you know, it it happens to all of us one way or another. So... (laughs) Yeah, so we might as well learn to deal with it. Um, and I think your work is so, it's so important, I should say. And and I feel like to a lot of the population still, it's not quite, I mean, people have a hard time believing that crystals, these beings that have been here longer than you or I for like probably eons, they have a hard time believing that that has energy. So, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> as I sit with all my crystals all around right. me. <laughs> right, right. And then it's funny to them. It's just like having a, a quote, quote, mere human be able to speak to something that they never fathom even really, you know, a lot of people probably don't even think about how a spirit never dies. Mm-hmm. I always think about chemistry and how energy is neither created nor destroyed. Mm-hmm. That's got to be the same for souls. Mm-hmm. Right. So this brings okay. me to my next question. You said, you know, we all go through it. When was the first like, when did you realize you had a particular spiritual gift for speaking to those whom were no longer here and chose to come back and connect? Or I'm sure you've encountered your fair share of, quote, quote, earthly bound yep. <laughs> lost <laughs> souls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, for me, like my childhood, I don't know that I would say that I knew I had a gift. I, I knew how it registered to me was I knew I was weird. <laughs> like I felt very odd. Um, and I was extremely afraid, you know, for the most part, because I would see, you know, earthbound spirits or, or very dark things. Like I remember being really little and um, I couldn't sleep alone because every time the lights were out in my room, I would just sense all of these dark beings. And it was like, like I knew they were going to kill me. Like that was how it felt in my mind. Um, And then when I was five, my grandmother passed away of cancer and we got the call in the middle of the night. um, And I made my mom take me to the hospital because I was like, she's not going to go 
until I go say goodbye. And my, my poor mom, she's like mourning her mom. Right. She's taking her five-year-old to the hospital at like 3 a.m., like thinking she's going to traumatize me, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But I wouldn't allow, like, I wouldn't give it up. So she's like, she just has to go. So, and I remember, like, when I think about that moment, I don't remember seeing my grandmother's, like, dead body in the hospital bed. I remember sitting on the foot of the bed and talking to her. And her telling me like she had to go, but she could still see me and I could still talk to her in my head and that she would be around. And like, I felt like, oh, like grandma just has to go. Okay. (laughs) Out of the mouth of babes. Yeah. Like, (laughs) right. Like, (laughs) I was like, she's fine. And, And so I got up and I was like, we can go now. And like, my mom was just like, what just happened? Like, and so that was like really probably the strongest moment of like other people don't register this like I do. <laughs> to be five years old. I mean, I'm just I laugh. You know, I'm sure a lot of people are like, why is this girl laughing? Right <laughs> Bec- but I laugh because it's so I mean, we really overcomplicate it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't we? And they laugh. They like, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, you're laughing that we're like joking about this because I'll be doing a reading and it'll be so like serious. You know, they'll be talking about their passing or something really like deep and emotional. And then they'll like crack a joke. And like, I have to explain to my clients, like, this is normal. (laughs) You know, like they have a really good sense of humor over there. (laughs) It's because they're not here. (laughs) Exactly. Like they're out of their mind and their ego. Like, (laughs) they're like lighten up everyone like it's just death yeah like (laughs) we're eternal what is your deal yeah they're like we're fine we're better than you (laughs) wow what an interesting what an interesting experience so at that point did your family start to sort of like realize that there was something there or and this segues really well to my next question is like how did you hone those gifts because like once you realize you know once it went beyond like Okay, I'm not just strange. Um, and first of all, just to validate your inner child, I don't necessarily have um, that in tune of a connection, but I was so afraid of the dark when I was little. Mm-hmm. So afraid, you know, and there was a lot of my clairvoyance that I shut away, but I, I do believe that a lot of it was that feeling of not being alone in a dark mm-hmm. room. And for a child, when the second your parent turn on the p- parent turns on the light and you're like, what happened? Like they were all here. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, you don't understand. It's like, like a they crazy were right- making <laughs> yeah. feeling. Yeah. Because it feels so real. Because mm-hmm. like, it is. It's real, but then the light goes on and it's, you know, and, and your parents are there and they go away and, and you're, it's confusing. <laughs> Very confusing. So how did your, you know, like did your parents, did your family like kind of take to that idea or was it just an occurrence? Did it take you a while to figure out like, oh, I'm not just weird. This is actually something. And once you figure that out, like, how did you set on a journey to attune those gifts? Because we're handed raw materials, but it's still up to us to, you know, you wouldn't have clients today if you hadn't done some sort of work to help yourself get to where you are. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, it So, you know, my parents, my mom was very spiritual. So, like, 
you know, I grew up, we always had animals. We talked about fairies. We had fairy trees in the yard. Like yes. that was all very normal. We, I lived in Arizona for a long time and we would go to <sighs> Sedona and I'd like sit in the vortexes and be like, I have to talk to God now, like at like age seven, like, yes. you know, like I knew to burn sage, like all this stuff, like all as a kid. So she, I don't think they really knew like, oh, she's a medium, but they knew that like, you know, I had an old soul. And, and so luckily, like they kind of, you know, instilled those foundations in me. And then, um, you know, even going into high school, I, I kind of shut off my clairvoyant abilities a lot. Um, and then I, I dove into drugs and alcohol, like pretty heavy just to try to feel somewhat normal and, and kind of try to be human like yeah. it felt so foreign to me to be human so right I, I hear a lot of you know kids kids especially you know will say that with me I'm like I totally get it like yeah <laughs> it is weird um but and so then when I was 18 I was told by a medium slash astrologer that I went to just for life guidance like everyone else <laughs> uh that I was a medium and she kind of gave me the talk of like you can choose to you know, develop these to really help people, you know, or at least manage them so that you don't feel anxious and have to numb out, you know, all the time. So me being kind of the, like, I'm a big, like, I'm a Gemini, so I'm a leaper. I dive right in. Oh, (laughs) me too. Okay, go on. (laughs) Of course, we're here talking about this. Like, (laughs) um. But yeah, so so I just dove right in. I was like, well, I'm just gonna, I don't need to develop anything. I'm just gonna dive right in and like learn by doing. And I totally freaked myself out. I dove right into like trying to solve murders. It's not oh a smart God. idea. Like I don't <laughs> recommend it. <laughs> Talk about trauma. Yeah, like I just, I, t- I was like, nope, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, you know, I, I put the wall back up and I was like, I'm not gonna do this. And so fast forward a few years. Um, in my mid twenties, I moved to San Diego, started teaching yoga <laughs> and through teaching yoga. This is why I like, I love that you're into energy healing and all of that, because that really is what allowed me to start doing readings. Cause I, I was teaching mm-hmm. yoga and then I started noticing energy healing abilities and I would kind of like negotiate. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'll do energy healing, but I'm not going to like bring through people's loved ones. Yeah that you know maybe held for a few months and then I quit drinking and all my abilities came back like 10 times stronger and um people's loved ones started coming through during their healing sessions and that Uh was really it I I started to learn like oh this isn't scary as long as I'm grounded so like I like that you talk about that because it's like as long as I'm grounded and safe about it like it's not that traumatizing yeah you know and so that just my business like really just grew like people started referring me and like I just you know and and the more I practiced and the more I took care of when you asked about like developing my gifts you know it was really um practice and then you know like daily meditation you know eating cleaner for me it was sobriety you know not clogging up that that channel anymore you know, was really the biggest game changer, I think. I love that you're speaking to that because, I mean, 
even for the average person who just wants to be more in tune with their life's purpose, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like, (laughs) look, I know this is unconventional, but I am all for like a little, you know, unconventional substance for a good time once or twice a year. But the degree to which people have alcohol, Mm -hmm. just like that, I mean, it's the journey of my life to get us to realize that it's so much, you know, if we're going to compare health benefits or not here, it's a lot healthier for your friend to go, you know, eat an edible than say Mm -hmm. to go get drunk on the weekend Mm -hmm. um, if they're going to choose to do one or the other, you know? And so I I love that you're speaking to that because a lot of the time, and this is like what my, this whole work is about is getting out of your own way Mm-hmm. With the stuff that has been getting in your own way because you were conditioned into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like we're taught that substances are a solution, whether it's to stress or to feeling too much like empaths or to people who see dead people like me. Right. You know, or, or any other, you know, um, issue Right. But we're not taught like actual solutions. Well, we're not taught either that, you know, like every bit of a dis-ease you have in your body has an emotional and a mental root. If your body Mm -hmm. had to scream that loud for you to hear it, something's been wrong for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, like, for example, I didn't develop celiac disease because my solar plexus felt awesome and everybody was excited in there. And my digestive system was like, yay. It was like, no. Like, excuse my language, but this bitch literally had no sense of personal power. She needs to see this. Let's give her a digestive issue. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You know, so. Exactly. I love that. And I love your, um, it's so interesting too that, um, you know, I'm, it's funny. I'm actually just about to finish a yoga teacher training. I'm just about done with my 200 hours, which is amazing. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. This is great. We have a lot of parallels here. This is awesome. But as I'm listening to you and you said that you're someone who had the foundation of spiritual beliefs and, you know, there are beings like fairies and angels and they're all around us. And even you succumbed to the normalcy pressure. Yes. You know, I think it's so um, I think it's really easy, you know, for people like me who necessarily like my parents were never like, no, magic's not real. But it's like if I was like, mommy, mommy, I saw a fairy, she'd be like cool yeah (laughs) so cool honey I was it pretty like it wasn't like wow what did it look like did it was it flying in front of your face like what you know no you could tell that there wasn't that sort of belief on their part Mm -hmm. as well and it's really easy for me to be like oh well I was always gonna have a hard time developing into my gifts because I didn't have that foundation and so to hear someone that had that foundation and you still sort of fell into that normalcy trap Mm -hmm. like did you have any sort of feelings about that when you were sort of getting back into your gifts or were you pretty compassionate with yourself about that (laughs) I I feel like I would have lots of feelings about that yeah no I I had a lot of shame and blame and like irritation and judgment on myself of like if I just would have you know stayed on the right track yeah I would have been able to do this sooner and you know of course like all of that stuff came up for sure but you know I I just I finally made my peace with myself of like but at least I'm coming into it now and you know luckily I had my parents and like when I started telling them what was happening you know they were very 
you know, they're like my biggest fans. Like they comment on all my posts, you know, about readings. They love hearing my client stories. Like, you know, so I just feel lucky to have family that supports me now. Cause I know some people who, you know, are my age or older who don't have their families support or understanding. And I, I think that would be difficult, you know, to say the least. Yeah. Do you have any uh, family members that have already passed beyond your grandma that sort of acted as guides for you through through that process or you're just you're coming into or have you met any of your spirit guides that were really prominent in in that journey for you I just would love to know yeah. about some of the, the cosmic and angelic mm-hmm. help that you had because I feel like I mean it's hard for us to ask physical help for physical help too I know it's hard for me but it's even harder sometimes to realize that I can always just sit down on the floor and and pray to my spirit guides and be like help a sister out (laughs) you know (laughs) like what I tell people all day I'm like just like give them like invite them in like right every day consent they want yes yes it's important yes (laughs) we do have free will so (laughs) and yes so that's a huge I would love to know a little bit more about uh, your experience with your spirit guides since you're you're able to see them so clearly you know a lot of us don't really have that luxury we see them in our mind's eye and we know who they are, but we, it takes going to somebody like you to be like, tell me what this actually is. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. Because, and I think too, like, even I will question myself sometimes, like, am I really seeing these like beings right now? Like, <laughs> like, am I hallucinating? Like what? It, so I feel like I always relate to my clients. Cause I'm like, if I can think that about myself and I do this for a living, like, of course you're going to like wonder, <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, so my first, gosh, my first, like my, my most, um, powerful experience with an angel was with Archangel Michael. Love him. Okay. Uh, he's like my, he's like my main, my main guy over there. <laughs> and, um, he so I had just I had just moved out I was actually still in Arizona so this was like pre accepting really my gifts and where I was living like in our neighborhood there were like multiple like serial killers like out and like a rapist on the loose like I don't know why this (laughs) was happening at this particular time but like the news there was like three sets of of rapists and murders like on the loose like in my area and I didn't even live in like that bad of an area like (laughs) so I was terrified like and I I I was still kind of traumatized from like trying to like solve murders so I and, and I worked the night shift at Starbucks so I'd get home at like midnight and I just I started to not be able to sleep at all and it was like gosh I want to say like two weeks of like barely any sleep and I just started praying because I didn't know what to do and I was so I was just like petrified 24 7 Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden this huge man like probably like 15 feet tall just like show like like showed up in my room with these huge wings and like the sword and heat but he felt so 
like he looked very warrior-ish, like how you know we all describe Archangel Michael, but but he he felt so loving. Like it just it didn't scare me for a single second because the unconditional yeah. love was just so overwhelming. Yeah. And he just laid next to me and I fell asleep in like a minute. I was just out. And after that, I slept every single night and I knew that he was there keeping me safe and I was totally, you know, fine. And so for when I started, you know, kind of coming into my gifts later, I would call on him before every session and say, you know, Archangel Michael, like, please protect me during this session, you know, please make sure that only good spirits come through, you know, that it's in my client's highest and best good and all of that. And so he really is like my main guide that I run everything by that, that kind <laughs> of, you know, enables me to do this work. Yeah, that's really, I mean, he's, he's such a powerful presence. And you can just tell by how many people resonate with him and how many people for lack of a better word, like use his presence in that way, mm-hmm. you know, um, for the listener here who doesn't know, Archangel Michael is one of the main angelic figures that, yes, like Christianity looks to as well. But he is, his presence is so much greater than that. And it goes so far beyond that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could say yeah. that from, from every yes. time you've worked with him. And I mean, I've asked for him to just like hold me in his wings and I felt really, really sad or yeah. really, really weak. And mm-hmm. he really will champion just anyone. Like mm-hmm. he's such a big, big presence. Um, and I love that he just, I'm, I'm just like taking in that experience. I love that he just, I can imagine him just you you probably were just like a beacon of light for him and he was like I need to go to this person right now she needs me and I love that he literally opened up your world for you because after that you were able to find safety and what I feel is can be really unsafe ground I mean Mm -hmm. I know for a fact I shut away a lot of my you know shamanic spiritual gifts Mm -hmm. that I'm still sort of learning to uncover today because of that factor of it is a scare thing to perceive when you don't know what you're perceiving and when you when you don't know shit for lack Mm -hmm. of a better word like yeah like if you go into it just open like I always tell everyone I'm like don't do that no (laughs) you need to have some guide whether it's your grandmother or an angel or a spirit animal you know that is you know in your culture like that you know is with you or like, it doesn't matter who, but just someone. <laughs> someone. And and I think, too, it's really important. Um, and I, I'm sure you can attest to this. I'd love to hear your perspective on this. It's so important to not bite off more than you can chew when it comes to these gifts. Because I, I feel – I'm like you. I'm like, I'll learn by doing. I'll just fall down the rabbit hole. I'm like, Alice, I'll explore Wonderland. I'll be fine. Nobody will cut my head off, yeah. <laughs> you know, like – but it's it's so and yes we are so so divinely protected i really do believe that mm-hmm. but like you said we have free will and we have so many especially those of us that lived in a society that are older that didn't have even you know we had even le- even less conscious parents than you mm. see nowadays mm-hmm. there are a lot of different parts of us at play and some of them are really young and they don't know what they're doing Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and you could go into something with, you know, your grown Sarah perspective and something pops out at you that maybe brings up a feeling of being really scared from when you were little. And all of a sudden you have that inner child living inside you for a moment. And if you don't have a guiding light around you, mm-hmm. that moment could turn into, you know, I, I, do you get what I'm putting, like, yep. do you pick up what I'm putting down? Yeah. <laughs> so can you speak like, like you said, you don't tell, you know, you tell people it's not a good idea to just go and open. Can you describe, I'm, I, I try to make things tangible to people. So mm-hmm. can you like, can you try to describe what it is the experience of kind of stumbling in the dark, as opposed to when you figured out like, oh, okay, let me hone my energy healing. Mm-hmm. Oh, people are coming through. Oh, and kind of I'm sure now you have a really flawless, foolproof process. Mm-hmm. You know, can you describe what it was finding that footing and then finally having found that footing? Yes. So it was, you know, it was very clear in the beginning, like, Okay, Archangel Michael, you know, only, only spirits that are aligned with, you know, the light with God, I use those words interchangeably personally, but, you know, and, um, and that really started to train me how, you know, when, when our loved ones pass away and cross over, they come through, they have a very high vibration, Mm-hmm. So like my heart, like for the first couple of years of doing this, like my pulse would be racing for mm-hmm. the first, at least like five, 10 minutes. Wow. Like I would be like shallow breath, like because <laughs> the whole body would have to like rise, rise up to that frequency to be able to bring them through. Yeah. But they felt very loving all the messages even if it's a warning it's very loving and supportive it's the, it's never fear based mm-hmm. when so now when I go and like do a house clearing let's say and there's some really negative you know entities or negative spirits in there mm-hmm. they're very low yeah like I'll almost start to feel like I have low blood pressure like I'll get dizzy like they really um they'll all feel like depressed Mm -hmm. um they feel but they they prey on people when they're vulnerable and they like to kind of manipulate you you know or whoever to make like they like to make people think that you can't get rid of them Mm, they create a parasitic relationship mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah so I was I would like explain to my clients like no you just have to be really assertive but yeah. eventually they have to listen to you. Yeah. And that's what I, you know, it's really like, like you said, like, like we all have the consent to give or take away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just have to really be in our power about that. Mm-hmm. If you think of it like being at like a party, let's say, and there's a million people coming to talk to you and you've never met anyone there, you know, like, on one hand, like you need to use your instincts of like, who do you feel comfortable with? Like who creeps you out? Right. Yes. And that's usually you can trust that, you know, that's really built in. And so it's the same in the spiritual world. And then you also might be somebody where you're like, Hey, I'm really only interested in having a conversation with people who are aligned with like, you know, kindness and treating people with respect and, you know, X, Y, or Z. And, you know, if you like to go kill people, I don't really want to hang out with you. I mean, I'm being dramatic, but you know, it's kind of that discernment you want to have. um, 
And so it's definitely better to go slow and to work with, you know, your spirit guides or like, I always call them like a spirit team. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, to check and to have that standard of like what, what you're available to connect with spiritually. Yeah. Okay. So let me get this straight. So basically finding your footing just sort of feels like honing those instincts. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like honing those instincts and creating a really clear standard for yourself. So if you have a religion or like, or if you're like spiritual, but you're like, maybe you do fall into kind of like spiritual Christianity, right? Like Mm -hmm. you could say God or something that's aligned with Jesus, or you could pick Mother Mary, you could pick the goddess Isis, you could pick whoever it is that you trust, but if you can pick like an energy, because all those beings have an energy. Yeah. Where you're like aligned with this. God. So that you're taking charge. So it feels very powerful because it feels like rather than being victim to whoever's going to come to you. You're you're a beacon for what you want. Mm -hmm. Yep. Love that. Okay. So I love that. It's more than just getting a big spiritual <laughs> um, energy on your team. It's not that they're already not on your team because yep, yeah. they all are, <laughs> but it's about, um, it goes beyond that where it's not just like, hey, protect me. It's like, hey, stand side by side with me as I do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. That's really great. Um, as a tarot reader, like I'm always, I don't, I don't have any, it's, the goddess Isis has, be, has been coming up. This mm. combo practitioner that I worked with that I follow just posted about the goddess Isis. Oh, so wow. that's really interesting. You oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, you're like, just like came. I'm like, oh, or that. Like, <laughs> wow. Um, and I was going to say Jesus is a homie. So he's yeah. always, <laughs> I mean, he's all, you know, like. He's always a good option. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, when I do tarot readings or just anything really, I don't necessarily, I don't think I've found like my person yet that's Mm -hmm. like that you know but part of me I think and this is part of unconscious ego I think has always been like oh like I don't want to give my power away to like this big thing and you're helping me see how it's like it's not actually giving my power it's like it's like linking my power Mm -hmm. like linking my power Mm -hmm. with this thing that chose to stay at a vibration that a body can't hold for a grand majority of the time Mm -hmm. And that momentary link just sort of like, I picture like opening up, you know, like a Mario Kart, you know, Rainbow Road, how it's like this big, oh, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the raceway. And it's, it looks this big road of light. It's almost like yeah. you're standing in the dark. And when you align yourself with a big being like that, mm-hmm. it's like Rainbow Road opens up in front of you and you can kind of walk it without falling off the edge. Yep. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or like. And how, how spirit describes, like, when I talk about spirit team, like, we all have a team of guardian angels, different right. guides, loved ones, you know, ancestors, all of that. Yeah. So they always say, like, it's kind of like we're here on Earth living our human lifetime. It's like we're hiking through a forest, right? And we have our map. You know, we know where we want to go, but, like, we can still only see what we can see. Right. They're like the drone up there, like <laughs> pointing and being like, hey, t- turn left. That's actually faster. Yeah. <laughs> or know? like there's a rock over there. You're going to be stuck there if you go yeah. that way. Okay. Like, don't waste your time over there. It looks really nice, but it's really not that, you know, like, like they're yeah. like, your eyes in the sky kind of a thing. 
to amplify your power, not like make turn you into a robot and like take right. your power away. <laughs> right. Because at the end of the day, if they wanted to if they wanted to guide the ship, they would have jumped into a meat suit. Exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. they have that ability too, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. I know that, like, the consciousness of Jesus is far too big to encompass just one human body. But, like, Christ consciousness is so huge in today's society that, like, you know that at least a couple hundred thousand souls were infused with that consciousness mm-hmm. to live here. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's still ample consciousness for him to go to whoever, sure. I'm, you know, yeah. but yeah. you get what I'm saying, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you, oh, this is an interesting question. Do you feel like you have a little bit of consciousness from any one particular guide that you align yourself with? Like, you know, you mentioned ISIS, we mentioned Jesus. They, they're, there's so many. But do you, what do you feel? <laughs> do you, you feel? Know, I feel like I personally feel, I guess, resonant is what I would say with like Christ consciousness. Like I yeah. feel very much like that's like, you know, the ocean where I'm the drop and I come from there, you know, is, is yeah. kind of how I see it. Um, and like you said, like, I feel like Christ consciousness is really like waking up. Like, I feel like all of us, like we are kind of the second coming, if you yeah. will. You know, in in just even in like conversations that we're having globally about, you know, I mean, in all different areas of consent and equality and kindness and what's fair, what's not, and like all, you know, that's everything that's so messy right now. Yeah. I feel like is really that consciousness because we're wanting to bring everything into integrity. It's just, it's messy as we're figuring that out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I love that you bring integrity into it because integration, I think, is a huge part. We've lived Mm -hmm. in such a compartmentalized world. I think we still do live like I think you and I and people like us, we we're the we're the minority, but we feel like the majority when Mm -hmm. we're communing with each other, because I think we just have this greater knowing that things are shifting and changing. Mm -hmm. Um. But we still live in like a really compartmentalized world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so integration, like that's where we're really headed, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know. And I do want to explain to you because like when I'm saying Christ consciousness, you know, I, I don't I, I have this feeling that some of my listeners are going to try to link it to religion and it doesn't have anything to do with religion. It has way more just to do with unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, like Luciferian consciousness is just this mentality of I have to serve myself because if I don't serve myself, nobody will. Mm-hmm. Whereas you have Christ consciousness, which is this mentality of if I serve the whole, I will ultimately be cared for. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's a boundary of like, don't serve the whole at your own detriment. Uh, unspoken okay right you know but yeah service to others realizing that there's an infinite loop running through you and to others and back again Mm -hmm. yeah and that we're all connected and we all come from this unconditional you know this place of unconditional love which I feel like has just been kind of forgotten uh, you know but like when we pass we remember because we go back there you know, yeah. so it's like now, and I think that's why there's more of us having these conversations now and there's more interest in it now because of this Christ consciousness, you know, because we're all remembering and we're starting to remember who we really are, where we're really yeah. from. 
Yes. Okay. I have just one more question and then a little question to ask you that you're more than welcome to say yes or no to. But first of all, I want um, to know what is your advice or I'm not even going to say advice, but just your opinion on living, truly living and like this life as you know it. Um, And this is an opinion you've deduced from working with the dead. What is something that you can tell the listener here who probably has never spoken to a dead person before, you know, or just seen it on TV or read it in a book. Uh Um, What, yeah. What is your opinion on living this life now that you've had so much work in contact with people who did it and are beyond it? Mm -hmm. You know, they always like to talk about little moments when they come through. And so I think that we don't, we can get caught up in wanting to do the big things and it's not to not do that at all, but to really enjoy like the little, like the at home nights with your family or a deep conversation with a friend or a sunset. Like it sounds so cheesy, like I know, but like, that's like, they mention those things like when they come through and how, um, to live as if every single, you know, every single interaction that you have has a ripple effect. Mm. So when we die, one of the things that they always take me through in their life review is that we feel everything that we put out and it's like everything. So Mm. if you, you know, flip out at a server or a barista somewhere and that ripples out and causes everybody to have a bad day. Yeah. Like you're going to deal with that sometime, you know, but like on the positive spectrum, like if you're like so nice and you're one of those people that you're so respectful and maybe you take your time and like ask people how they're doing. And then like, you don't see how that changes someone else's mood and how they go out. So when you pass, like you, you get to experience all of that. And like, you get to really see the ripple effect of your life. And I think that, you know, we forget that we, that we are causing ripple effects, you know, every day. That we have that much impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually got chills where you were talking about that because to me, that's not cheesy at all. Like the, I mean, I love the saying that, you know, the little moments make up the big picture or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm sure someone Mm -hmm. said that at some point before. (laughs) Um, And it makes me think of the movie Soul. Have you seen it yet? Yes. Okay, like literally best work that Pixar has ever freaking put out. I'm just – I have – like I need to rewatch it again. But I just remember how – how that that, just that simple scene of – a leaf like a fall leaf falling from a tree and landing in 22's hand and how on its way down it almost looks like this magical being right this little fairy and then it lands in your hand and you're like that was just nature that was just wind with a leaf with the perfect timing of fall and and it was this tiny moment that was crafted by so much wisdom Mm-hmm. and consciousness that could have never it would have it's no movie set could have made that moment occur yeah. is what i'm trying to say there mm-hmm. no amount of planning no amount like they could have tried 
nothing would have made and, and even in movies i've i've done my fair share of you know screen acting and stuff and some of the best takes something crazy happens that you had no idea was gonna happen or you you know you mess up a line and it actually creates irritation which then you can channel into the scene and then that ends up being the take that they used whatever so i'm getting chills because i think if everybody lived their life with this idea of i'm going to feel everything that i've put out Mm-hmm. when it comes to a close mm-hmm. um and then with this awareness of the little things make up the big picture um i think we would have people who really want to be conscious mm-hmm. and people who really want to grow and learn and decondition mm-hmm. from this society mm-hmm. yeah and i think that you would just it's almost like we would collectively like slowed down a little bit like you know and we'd speed up our consciousness really but but we'd Mm -hmm. slow down in our interactions with people and with nature and you know and it it wouldn't be this huge rush that like everything has to be so big or has to be productive to be important you know and and we would really just enjoy our life more and ripple out more joy and I mean I feel like we could we could easily you know heal humanity and the world (laughs) I mean the ancestral wounds that would be healed like if people were just to slow down or you know ask the bush before you pick its flower Mm -hmm. or you know like stuff like that like I just that yeah I really love that thank you for bringing that insight I think that's going to be really valuable for a lot of people. Whenever I'm recording this, I always get like this intuitive sense of what my listener <laughs> might be feeling yeah. in the moment. And I just have like a very intuitive sense that this is going to like, it's going to be a sentence that people are going to be like thinking about and then they're going to forget it for a moment. And there's going to be a moment they're going to be like, oh, the dead talk about this, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> or like, this is what they're trying to tell me. Um Thank you for that. I feel like I needed to hear that. I love that. It's one of those reminders that you can never not need to hear. I mean, I feel like you always, and then they always say to laugh more. That's like always my homework. Like when I'm like meditating and I'm like, tell me what I need to do. Like, they're like, just like lighten up and laugh more. Like, (laughs) It's so easy for us, like to, for those of us who just see the, the, so muchness of everything mm-hmm. you know like I know I can be like a real heavy-hearted bitch sometimes or I just cannot get out of my own weight mm-hmm. you know and and then it's like interesting because then something stupid will happen or you'll trip and and fall and it'll make you laugh and you're just like oh wow it was really that easy yeah like you're like <laughs> take this so seriously like it's it's really okay <laughs> Like my favorite example is like with with children, you know, like I take care of a couple little girls and one of them is 18 months and she's right at that age where everything is no because that's where she's at, right? Mm -hmm. Like you want to go outside, but you don't want to put on pants and you don't want to put on your shoes Mm -hmm. and you're not going to do it for a while. And that's fine. Like you don't want me to wipe your face now. And I'll be like, you want to have a Blackberry on your face? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) like, all right, whatever. (laughs) Right. But I find myself like, 
you know, she's a baby. So I can't just be like, well, I have to wipe your face and watch her, you know, struggle and scream and go no. And that's traumatic. And so mm-hmm. I have to find a way to get my head out of, you know, the seriousness of she needs to have a clean face. Otherwise, she's going to break out with this, whatever. And I just go and I just think to myself and I just have to be like, you just want to have a dirty face, don't you? And she'll just start laughing. And I'm like, what if, what if wipe duck comes for your face? You know, and I start to like, like quack with my hand mm-hmm. with the wipe. And before I know it, like her face is clean. Mm-hmm. And all it took was a little bit of laughter and a little bit of like not explaining to her why her face needs to be clean or any of that but just like look you can get what you want and I can get what I want you didn't Mm want to do this because you thought it was going to be a really uncomfortable experience and it ended up not being so but I think it takes um sometimes it takes conscious effort to create that levity for ourselves oh yeah Mm -hmm. you know for sure because I think if we do it (laughs) unconsciously we can like escape or you know Mm -hmm. off like laughing at someone versus with them but Right. Yeah, they're like, if we all just could lighten up consciously, like we could get so much more done. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, I love that. Um, my last little question, um, I didn't ask you this prior because it just it didn't occur to me. Um, but I thought that if you would be willing to, it'd be a fun time. Nothing serious, all lighthearted here. Um, I don't know, is uh, since you looked me up and stuff, is there anything that you would want to tell me um, that doesn't feel like I don't need you to go into reading mode or anything like that? I know that you've probably been doing this long enough that if you see a person and you see their content, you probably pick up on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're willing, I know I'm throwing this at you. Um, if you're not, if you don't want to use me as an example, feel free to use any sort of Thing that comes to mind um but is there like something that you can tell me that um that you know a medium at, such as yourself would tell me this isn't something that uh I would just hear from somebody on the street that just met me or and my goal with asking you this is for those of you out there that are listening that don't really know what an energy reading looks like or have never spoken to someone that has these outer perspectives. Um, How would that information kind of look like sometimes, you know, like, so that's kind of what I'm asking for is like, you can use me as an example. Um, Yeah. No need to go full out or anything, but I'm open. You have my consent to tell me what you need to tell me. And if any of my guides want to whisper in your ear, they're more than welcome to. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Because I don't like to, you know, in, in the beginning I would read people without, consent because I would just I thought everybody would think it was so amazing to hear (laughs) (laughs) they don't (laughs) (laughs) newsflash yeah so now I tell spirit like if you want them to hear this you have to get them to come to me or have it work out because (laughs) and that just takes off a burden (laughs) off of you because like yeah like I'm not gonna go intrude on everybody I'm like don't (laughs) right 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 um, you know, what was funny is, um, right when we were getting on the call, like I was feeling a little, um, like almost a little medicine woman type figure. And, and like, she, cause she almost feels like a great, 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 great grandma. Like, I feel like she actually versus just being a guide, like, I feel like she was alive, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and yeah. is deceased now. Mm-hmm. And it's like how she was showing me was um, 
that your family, like it feels like there's gifts that run in your family mm-hmm. that they really like just shut out. And so you starting to embrace your gifts is unlocking them for your whole family. Wow. And she was saying, and I don't know if you, I know on your thing, it said that you do some energy healing. I don't know like what type of healing you do. I've Um, done Reiki that I've like been officially attuned in Reiki, but I've always been told that I have like healing hands. I seeked out Reiki so that I wouldn't heal people with my energy and I wouldn't Mm. improve my energy. And I, yeah. So like to learn how to just like channel. Be a vessel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like you might want to practice looking at people's energy grids and see if you can mm-hmm. see an ISIS might be coming through with you to help you <laughs> with this because I feel like you're going to start helping people adjust their energy grid and oh. their energy field like to be able to tune them toward you know to things like their life purpose or health or you know creativity or family you know whatever yeah wow can you explain to me what an energy grid is is it like an aura is it something that i can look at on a piece of paper or kind of like if you think of if you like metatron's cube yes okay um because that's a good example because so if you think of like a person like standing in the center Mm -hmm. that's kind of like we all have in our field like different uh, sacred geometry okay and it's almost like how I see it, it's like every angle is like a frequency mm, love that. so sometimes we might be like tuned to like pain or try like we might get stuck in a lesson sometimes and need to like shift that yeah and move forward to another frequency Interesting. Okay. I, that's really cool. I never, um, I mean, I love mandalas and sacred geometry, all about that stuff. I never thought of people actually having that. I'm aware of auras and all of that, yeah. but I guess I always just pictured circles around people as yeah. opposed to lines <laughs> and angles, you know? So cool. Um, okay. Thank you. Uh, thank I you. I know it's very old. random, but I was Grand, like, like grandma medicine like, woman. Thank you. <laughs> Um, does she have any advice as to how I can start to do that? Or is it more one of those things of like, girl, you just got to believe, close your eyes and see what happens. Like, yeah, I feel like with your intention, if you're like focused in on somebody and you just close your eyes and are like, show me their energetic grid or show me, you know, their energy grid, energy field, or what I need to adjust here. I feel like you'll start to see things Mm. and like feel what you're doing, you know, and like you'll, it'll start to just kind of activate within you um she's also saying like to I almost feel like there's something for you in where your family is from in Brazil like or looking up like the history of this medicine people or the indigenous Uh, people used to live in that particular area Okay. And maybe like some of their traditions and like see if any of that resonates with you at all. Okay. Uh, Because it's interesting. I feel like you're such a, and I think I resonate with you on this. It's like Catholic history and indigenous history. Yeah. (laughs) Intersect. Yeah. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I I feel like there, there's something there with like working with guides like Archangel Michael and things who, who, well, they aren't nailed, you know, like really, they don't feel limited by religion, but like humans experience them through religion, but Mm -hmm them and bridging some of your indigenous roots and, and gifts. I, I feel like that's really in your purpose with your gifts. And then I also feel like you're going to be um, on TV a lot more, but it's, I don't, they're like, your TV isn't, it's not going to be like what you think. Okay. Be, so like, okay. <laughs> cause I feel like it's going to kind of go in line with like spirituality or helping people Yes. versus you might do acting, but like in films where it's like, it's about that. People, yeah. You know, or something like where it's going to intersect or like, I could see you doing a documentary or something. I don't know. I feel like, oh. you know, like, it's just not going to, it's not going to unfold how you, how your mind, like how you think it is. Does it ever? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, well, when does that ever happen? When does life happens when you're making other plans? Wow. Thank you so much for that information. Um, I, you know, I, I'll give you my little side of it because I I always think of a reading as like, it's half you, half me, Mm -hmm. right? Like uh, one of my favorite parts of giving readings is when they tell me how the information aligns a little bit because it always does. Mm -hmm. And as you're telling me, I just can't help but feel that in, in my soul. I've always felt like ever since I discovered shamanic medicine and how shamans see the world and the snakes and, you know, the, the, just, just the way that they are guided by nature to see nature for what it truly is Mm -hmm. in all of its symbology. Um, I've always been like really attached to that, but there is something in me that like very much like you resonates with, you know, Christ consciousness. And I'm named after Santa Clara um maria clara named after santa clara and in spite of seeing how organized religion isn't my jam i grew up with my grandma who is the most uh how can i say healthily religious person that i know because like she's catholic and she's for she's catholic for herself Mm -hmm. and when she tells you oh my gosh i'll pray for you it's not i'll pray for you because you're damned because you don't choose my religion, right? It's I'll pray for you. Like, no, man, my angels are on your side. Mm -hmm. I'm on your side. Oh, you don't go to my church. You don't even believe my church. That's fine. Like, I believe in my church. And that's on your side if you choose to have it on your side, you know? And I'm feeling a lot of ease in knowing that those things can align. And I'm feeling a lot of um, gratitude in in that my being open to the stuff that made living really hard <laughs> yeah, still sometimes makes living really hard, that that stuff is actually a, like unlocking things, you know, for people that I care about. Like I can see my mom's light worker abilities more and more nowadays, you know, mm-hmm. I can, I can feel what are going to be my children like sort of like looming about waiting for their, you know, not in a rush, but like waiting for their moment. And just to know that by the time they enter, they're going to have just an open source to what I had to sort of like pull out of my ancestral Mm -hmm. history. (laughs) It's like, I'm still pulling it out of a hat right now. (laughs) 
Um, so, wow. Thank you so much. Um, and I've always felt like a little bit of a medicine woman. I've always sort of like been the healing hands thing has always been huge. Um, and thank you for making sacred geometry make sense because it's never made sense to me why I'm so fascinated by sacred geometry. It really hasn't because I'm like, Mac, you don't like math. Like that is not yeah, where you're like, brain you? is. Yeah. <laughs> like what? But I've always been so fascinated by this idea that the simplicity of these little grids actually make up our whole world. Mm-hmm. And to know that we can actually like change them and align them. Like, thank you for empowering me with that knowledge. (laughs) Of course. Not everybody, they don't share that with everybody. So (laughs) thank you. And to get to like, you know, go deeper than like, just trust your intuition. Not that they ever keep it that big, but I mean. (laughs) Totally. I was was telling my my boyfriend um, because I should call him, he's my twin flame actually, like for sure. Like it's insane. But he, a long time ago, had an energy reading where this woman basically, like, predicted the energetic pattern that I would be. Mm. Um, and it's really fascinating. And um, and he was just, you know, he, I was telling him, I was like, because he was like, you know, I, I don't necessarily put so much stake in it that I'm like, yes, everything word for word. But I know that the general consensus of what she was saying is true. And I was telling him, I was like, you know, babe, like readers and guides, and we only give detailed information because people need it to like hang on to the big picture. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, if you had told me like this medicine woman just says, follow your healing hands, like follow your clairvoyance, mm-hmm. like it all would have felt beautiful and made sense to me. But this idea of, oh, by the way, your sacred geometry obsession has a thing about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like it makes me hang on to the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And that's like, I feel like in readings, like when people come through, you know, like they'll give their personality or, you know, how they died or things like that. Not, not because they want to sit there and talk about it, but because if they are going to follow up with any advice, like the client needs to know that it's them to to have the power to be able to hang on to it, you know? So yeah, that's like the whole point, I think of validation like that, you know, you open up, you know, and word our minds aren't just like, well, anybody could, you know, say that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I mean, we do have to work through a lot of skepticism in today's world. I think Mm -hmm. doing the work that we do, Mm -hmm. um, even when people are so open and stuff, you always Mm -hmm. have to be aware. There's always a dose of, of skepticism. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I tell people like being a healthy skeptic is fine. Like that's good. You know, Yeah. as long as it doesn't keep you from shutting out information that's pertinent to you. Exactly. Like you don't want people that that are balanced. Yeah. You don't want people that are just going to swallow everything you say, because at the end of the day, you know, that's not our frauds. Yeah. You know, so I tell, I'm like, yeah, like you want to like have some discernment. Right. You know, and, and, and then find the balance of like what discernment, like, or what do you need to do to feel safe to trust? Like, yeah, I have a lot of clients who book sessions with like fake names, but then they can show up and they can be totally open and have yeah. like a fantastic session because they know that I had no way to Google them, you know, or whatever. Right. But I always and tell that- people, I'm like, do little things like that so that you can like feel open. Yeah. And that just shows like, actually, this is a really amazing point to uh, start closing our conversation on. It just shows you that 
energy doesn't need the crap we need in order to be true and real and authentic. Mm -hmm. And that's a prime example. I never thought in my life to do a reading under a fake name. But now that I think, you know, because I'm me and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Uh, Like, you know who I am. (laughs) Like, I trust you. I came to you. My angels guided me to you. So here I am. But like, if that is what you need, you Mm -hmm. listener, if that is what you need to feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, you're doing a tarot reading with me and you don't want to put your camera on and that's what makes you feel comfortable or whatever it is do it because Mm -hmm. it's worth it if the energy is going to come through to you and it's only going to if you're like super open exactly and that makes the reading better Mm -hmm. actually yeah too like it or it makes it easier on my system <laughs> I would yeah. tell people like I'd rather not know your name not be able to see you not have any of that like it's actually easier for me to do my job <laughs> if you're open than if you're like nope 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 because <laughs> like, I consent thing like yeah. no matter how much exactly. it, and that's the fragmentation inside us right like no matter how much one part of you is like yes I'm down let's do this if you're going against even a very small part of you that part of you can really hijack the entire thing Mm -hmm. and create a lot of resistance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Sarah, thank you. I I love to keep us on an ending note. um, And I always say, stay mystical, stay grounded. Mm -hmm. So instead of that, I want, um, I want to have you just, how do you, I guess like, what is your, uh, your parting word for the listener who really, even after this entire incredible conversation, has a little bit (laughs) what I would call still a dose of unhealthy skepticism, or I should say like a lack of openness to this. Like, um, is there any sort of thing that you can say to help them to, I don't know, I guess like use your intuitive gifts. What, What should we leave our listener with today? You know... Like, ask, like, you know, what if it's loved ones that you want to, that like, you know, you're afraid to trust that they can connect with, like really unhealthy skepticism is fear. Mm. I think at the core of like, we're afraid of being screwed over or we're afraid of getting our hopes up and looking like an idiot or whatever story our mind has, you know, or we're afraid of it being dark and scary or, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, I find that if you just like, look at like, why am I so like, like lean into your own skepticism and then like actually like ask, like, like find the courage to just like start to open up, like just be like, Hey, give me a sign that you're there. And then when you get that sign and your mind is like, I don't know, you could be making this up. Like ask them, like, give me another sign if this is really real. And like, the more you do that, you, you actually work through your own skepticism mm-hmm. and you start to get so many signs and it's like, it, it's like, you know, you can get to the point where it's, there's no way that anybody could make it happen, you know? And like, I mean, like, I feel like every day I say that, like, I couldn't have planned this, like something, <laughs> yeah. like I couldn't have done this, like, even if I tried, like, <laughs> so you get to that point where it's just so natural that like, of course you believe. Yeah. You know, and like, and you don't have to go force yourself to get a session or like pay somebody, you know, like you can just like, just work directly with 
the source, you yes. know, and, and just, and start to just open up with the little bit of signs and just being willing to allow yourself to receive that guidance and that love from, from the other side, because they do love you so, so much. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Lean into your own skepticism. Nothing inside you is there because it doesn't want to love and protect you. It's just a lot of its protection mechanisms have become mm-hmm. very outdated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the only way we shift that is by creating the opposite experience, which is, as you're saying here, it, invite the thing you're so scared of and that it, that's not the scary monster, the scary spirit, invite the connection that your mind is telling you you can't get again mm-hmm. and and watch that start to flood in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just start small, like little by little, you know, you don't have to go like diehard believer overnight, like just yeah, start like little, little moments at a time. <laughs> Yeah, because at the end of the day, this affects you regardless. There are so many. Yeah, you have your spirit team around you. Like they're all here anyway. Yeah, (laughs) whether you want to believe in them or not, they're still there. So you may as well. The only difference is they get like, you know, kind of flustered when you keep not listening to them. (laughs) So you may as well. (laughs) Yes, amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Sarah. This has been such an incredible conversation and I'm just really grateful that, that we could do this. I hope we can keep in touch and maybe we can have another conversation sometime. Um, Yeah. And thank you for my little, thank you for doing a little bit of a demonstration on, I'm I'm sure a lot of people were just like, oh, her voice didn't change. That's like, you know, like I feel like a lot of people have this idea that like channeling looks or sounds a certain way and Thank you for giving us a little demonstration that it really is just like you hear something that I don't and you mm-hmm. see something that I don't that mm-hmm. wants to get through to me and you're here to give it. Yes. Yeah. Thank it doesn't have to be all, you know, no. fancy. No. <laughs> Thank you so much. You guys, please check Sarah out. We're going to put her uh, her links in the description. Uh, and if you have any direct questions for her, please feel free to go to her Instagram, send her a message if that's welcome. Yep. Yeah. Instagram is perfect. (laughs) Awesome. You can also comment on the podcast, uh, leave us a review, ask a question that way. Um, And thank you, Sarah. I'm so grateful you got to be here with me today. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. Yay. All right, guys, stay mystical and stay grounded. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Mystical Mac. For future episodes, click that subscribe button. And to help us spread this podcast far and wide, consider leaving us a review. Also consider checking out the social justice links in the description below and going to mysticalmac.com to read up on my blog and find out about my tarot card readings. Also, follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at Mac Guerrero. Lastly, thank you so much, James, my amazing editor, for putting this podcast together for us. I'll catch you next time. Stay mystical and stay grounded. <laughs>